Well, hello, Knoxville. This is the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode number 40. Number 40. Not sure how long this one's going to last, but uh, we got a lot, of talk to, a lot to talk about. Um, wow. It's uh, been, a, been a spell, a few days since number 39, and a lot has happened. Um, a lot has happened. We um, had the county commission meeting on Monday, and uh, that was rather interesting. Almost a year's worth of um, discussion and debate uh, about the Merit Council. The Merit Council, for those of you that aren't aware, um, in the state of Tennessee, we have this thing that we're not a right-to-work state, which means you're not guaranteed a job, which means that for the most part, any job you have, you can be let go for any reason. Um, well, or for no reason. They can just say, hey, we don't need you anymore. Um, and so that um, that's a little bit different in the government world. Um, ooh, wow, that light is bright. Uh, it's a little bit different in the government world. In the city of Knoxville, uh, those employees uh, have a merit protected system uh they have a uh, they have a system that that allows them um you know to there has to be reason for them to be let go so that's what a merit council is about in knox county there's only a merit system and a merit council for the actual um officers of the knox county sheriff's office now not all employees of the knoxville of the knox county sheriff's office are in fact protected by this system. Um, the um, the sh- uh, it's primarily for the uniformed officers, those that actually wear the uniform or perform the function of corrections, um, and so uh, really those are the only ones that are protected. Um, the um, and then as far as the others, the sheriff has to go through the process of putting them under the merit. Uh, former sheriff uh, Jimmy J.J. Jones, um, a lot of his employees he put under the merit system, and he really felt like, uh, from what he told me, is that he did that because he didn't want politics to play into uh, people, you know, whoever the next sheriff's going to be, uh, them being able to punish employees or terminate employees or move them around at will. Uh, he wanted to be able to have those protections for the grievance. So basically, the merit system really hasn't changed in a number of years. Uh, to hear uh, Commission Chairman Larson Jay talk, it's hadn't changed in 50 years. Um, but, you know, the ordinances have been tweaked over the years, going back to about 90, 91. Um, but anyway, um, so back in October, co- uh, Commission Chairman Larson Jay was elected chairman in um, September. He started uh, when they when the chairman is for a one-year term. He started in September. Almost immediately, uh, there was some, there was some, there was some just normal strife, I think, between the merit system employees. There's four of those, four, four merit system employees is all that runs that department. And then the HR and, and the sheriff's operation, um, uh, there was some strife there. Um, and, you know, I think that's, to be honest with you, I think that should be that should be a healthy strife because 
uh, the HR is having to deal with the terminations or or the the folks leaving, and the merit council is having to, you know, play the arbiter, the the judge, so to speak. If there's ever any grievance hearings that come before, um, and, and those grievance hearings don't come before the the system, the four employees of the merit system, they come before the uh, four members that serve on the merit council. So you have a merit system, which is four employees, full-time employees. And you have a merit council, which are four individuals that are appointed by the Knox County commission. Now, three of those members are voting members. You have um, three members. Then you have the fourth member is an alternate member. The alternate member only participates or gets to vote. If one of the other members are not present uh, for a particular meeting. Anyway, in about October, um, Chairman Jay appointed a committee. He put th- um, he put um, some people from um, the Sheriff's Department, um, Lieutenant Crystal Gibson and Lieutenant Gabe Mullinax from the Sheriff's Department. He put uh, Gina Oster, who's on the Merit Council, and he put the Executive Director of the Merit System, uh, Paula Taylor, and then he uh, brought in a um, community person, Scott Broyles, who was defeated by County Commissioner Kyle Ward um, in um, 2020. In um, I guess uh, I guess that was in March of 2020 in the Republican primary. And then himself, Commissioner Courtney Durrett, and Commissioner Richie Beeler. All and, and there was let's see there, there was. Um, Mike Rubel, oh yeah, Mike Rubel and um, and uh, Lisette Avellas, who is the HR lady at the Sheriff's Department. They were on the committee too. Anyway, so you had you know a couple people from the Sheriff's Department administration, a couple people from the Merit System Council, a couple people from the Uniform Body, one community representative, and then you had three county commissioners. They met in October, they met in November, they met in December, they met in January. Four meetings, lasted a pretty long time. The only known recordings, uh, except for the January one, um, was through BrianHornback.com and on my YouTube page. I went to the meetings. I taped them. The audio is terrible. That's going to get fixed because I now have the cable to plug in when I show up to the city-county building. So, <clears throat> that being said, they had this meeting for four, uh, from October to January. Then the county commission, then Commissioner Jay brought these ordinances. Uh, they got postponed a couple of times, but finally it all came to head. And then they had a chairman's briefing on July 15th because he tried to pass these four ordinances in June. They got put off until they could have a another meeting, uh, which I recorded it as well. Uh, but it's also on uh, CTV, uh, so the audio is better. If you want to see that particular meeting, the chairman's briefing, uh, the link to that is on brianhornback.com. Um, in in a post, you can just go to brownhornback.com and search merit system, uh, and you can find that there. Um, and so, um, anyway, so they had this chairman's briefing where they kind of hashed all these things out. And then at the meeting, uh, at the work session a week ago, Monday, um, July the 17th, I believe, um, that's not right. July the 19th, they had a discussion about it uh, in the work session. And then on uh, July 26th of 2021, they actually voted. So there was four ordinance changes. Uh, number one, 
uh, Commissioner Kyle Ward tried to tweak it a little bit. He didn't like the fact when when there was a, a recent when there was a recent vacancy uh, where they appointed a uh, a uh, alternate. Well, they could have appointed um, reappointed. They did reappoint Gina Osher, but they had two positions. They had her position, then they had the alternate position. So when that came up, uh, school board member Patty Bounds had applied. So Kyle Ward had said uh, up until this past Monday that he didn't like the fact that an elected official could serve. Uh, but when he actually uh, made a, a, um, a substitute motion on the first ordinance, he said that if anyone had picked up a, a name to treasure for a, an elected position that, and they were serving on the mayor council, they should resign immediately. Uh, and that would that would then propel, presumably, if someone resigned, that would move the alternate up to a voting member. Um, and then at some point, and then the commission would have to appoint another alternate or, you know, whatever. Anyway, that failed. That didn't pass. Then um, the actual motion to actually fundamentally change the merit system, put two more people on the merit council, which would take it to five. Um, that failed. Um, and then the next motion was about how the meetings are to be held. They're to be held in the small assembly room. They're to be televised, um, which uh, that passed. Um, that did pass. And that's probably great for folks like me because <clears throat> they had a meeting where there's a grievance hearing coming up and the lawyer keeps asking for a delay, delay, delay. So I went to the last meeting and it was a 95 second meeting long enough for them to reset until October a grievance hearing that they've got to hear. But now with this passage, the good thing is if everything's got to be televised on CTV, that means those grievance hearings are going to be broadcast. And that is fantastic for those that are grieving a position or a loss of position or, a. uh, you know, a demotion, um, because now we can watch it. We don't have to go down there and watch it in person. Um, it's going to be great theater. Um, so thank you, Chairman Jay, and those that passed that particular motion. Um, and then there was um, there was a third one that that uh, that passed, and that one. Um, that one dealt with um, what did that one deal with? Anyway, um, the one the other one that failed was to redefine grievance hearings, um, which really would have hurt the uniformed body officers. Um, and so, um, oh, the one the other one that passed was the sheriff's department wants to start doing the recruitment, but here's the problem. Since January 1st of this year, they've lost close to 400 uh, already, um, which is about a third um, of their total workforce have left. Uh, so not only do they have a retention problem, Sheriff's Department, uh, but they think that they have a recruitment problem. And so the Sheriff's Department is going to take over recruiting, which the Merit Council had been doing some not really in their purview, but they've been doing it just to try to get more applicants and get a better pool of applicants because the sheriff's department can go out and recruit, but the bottom line is they got to, when they, when you apply, 
your application goes into the Knox County uh, application system, and it goes straight to the merit council merit system. Um, so they're going to have the hands-on stuff with that. Uh, so you know, the sheriff's department is going to get. So uh, the things that passed that took a year to deal with was the fact that the meetings have to be televised, and uh, they have to be held in a small assembly room or similar, you know, room where they can be televised by CTV, and that the sheriff gets to do the uh, recruitment. But the two that they really, I think, uh, probably spent the most time on, uh, they really wanted to fundamentally change the merit council. They wanted five members instead of three. Uh, that did not pass. And the um, also the one about... Um, the one about the grievance hearings did not pass. So that was interesting. I think it, I think it's best for the uniform body. You know, here's the real crux of the issue, and that is the fact that a lot of officers didn't actually come to those meetings. They watched them on my YouTube page, and they they let me know their thoughts about it, and they let their commissioners know. Um, but they were fearful of retaliation uh, if they came and spoke out. And at one particular meeting in the small assembly room of that special committee, and I think it was in December, um, there was quite a few uniform bodies there. And the HR director, I am told, and I was in the room, but I didn't see it happen. I am told that she took photograph of um, all the officers in the room. Um, and from then on, you had like two show up. Um, so it had a real, had a real, um, had a real chilling effect. Um, so anyway, that happened. And then, uh, over here in, uh, Southwest Knox County, it's been a field over on Ebenezer road in front of Bexhill subdivision, um, uh, that has been zoned commercial. Uh, it's had a sign on it since the early two thousands, um, what so what happened was <clears throat> when Weigel's had their store at Bluegrass Road in Ebenezer, they also uh, apparently owned that that lot in front of Bexhill Subdivision. At some time, Bill Weigel swapped that uh, with the Home Federal Bank, um, and so he swapped it. Uh, so Home Federal Bank's actually owned that lot. <clears throat> um, Hall Rob has had it listed for a number of years as a commercial piece of property. And they, um, um, but you know, nobody's really been buying it. And so th there came a time when, uh, some of the restrictions that had been put on that piece of property, as far as, you know, what kind of commercial entity could go on there it was, was about to be lifted. And so Hall Rob wants to develop it into a strip mall, a strip center. Uh, you know, it's not a very big piece, but you know, probably get about four or five businesses in a little strip center. There comes right off Ebenezer road. Um, and so that, you know, and, and of course the folks in Bexhill didn't want that. Uh, obviously they've been using it to play soccer on, they've been using it for a field, uh, when it needed to be mowed, they called Hall Rob and said, Hey, you need to come mow your field. But the community has had pretty much wide access to the field for a number of years. Um, so th this piece of property had been postponed a couple of times as far as the sector plan and the rezoning. Um, the, the even the NPC said, "Hey, you know, we really probably should have done something. We probably should have changed this where it wasn't commercial property; it was overlooked." Um, 
but anyway, it got down to it. And then in May, it was up for a vote uh, with the county commission, but they postponed it for 30 days, presumably. And uh, that video I posted last night, uh, I, I recorded off of CTV, the video where you've got um, where you've got the um, where you've got the uh, um, vice chairman of the commission asking the chairman about why this was postponed. And the chairman says, hey, I had a meeting with Hall Rob and Home Federal and the community uh, one week before, and so we just need some more time. So it ultimately, instead of getting postponed for 30 days to June, it, got post it didn't come up till July. And then in the course of the rezoning, um, it was revealed that Commissioner Jay, Commissioner Chairman Jay, had presented a $1.9 million offer from uh, Hall Rob and Home Federal to Bex Hill to purchase that piece of property. Um, but also Commissioner Ward was present at that particular meeting, which presumably if what Commission Chairman Jay said on May the 24th is accurate about the meeting on May the 17th, presumably that meeting was on May 17th. You know, we're reading a lot into what Commissioner Jay said on May 24th with that. But, you know, we've not been able to nail down specifically because I've not been able to talk to the members that, of the community that were in that meeting. But presumably, you know, that's what happened there. Uh, so anyway, uh, they passed it. It's uh, going to be a strip center uh, provided there's not a lawsuit that gets tied up and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's that's an issue of of um, violates the sunshine. You can't have if two commissioners are going to meet and they know they're going to meet, they have to get 48 hours notice that they're going to do that and where they're going to do it. So that folks like me, uh, that take an interest in that, uh, can show up as well and potentially record it. Um, so anyway, that's what that's about anyway. So it was an interesting dramatic evening. It started out with the merit council and then it, the worm turned. You ever heard the word, the, the phrase, the worm turned, it turned and uh, then we had the whole issue of a couple commissioners having a meeting that was never discussed and never revealed. And we'll see how that goes. Anyway, hope you have a good time. Going to be recording another podcast here really soon. And uh, we'll get it up. But uh, we're right at the 20-minute mark. So I'm just uh, going to thank you for being a listener to the Brian Hornback Podcast. Check me out, brianhornback.com, the mega bullhorn of truth, brianhornback.com. Um, where you'll get all the news and views you could need, right? All right, thanks. See you, bye.